Intermediate Meeting August 16, 1979 LL Research Channeling Talon and Hatan. Carla Channeling I am known to you as Talon, and I come at the special request of your group to lend my vibration to your seeking at this time. We would help to balance and improve the vibration of your group by asking you to join us of the Confederation of Planets in the service of the Infinite Creator, who serve in His love and His light. In that light at this time, picture, my friends, a globe of light that is pure and white, that is, in the middle of your circle. And when you see it clearly in your imagination, allow it to grow until it fills the room and has engulfed your consciousness. Within that light which you invoke in the name of the Father, we are all one, my brothers and sisters. I am Talon. I am again with this instrument. I am Talon. We ask now that you maintain a balance of oneness with the universe and allow your consciousnesses to become seated again in your physical vehicle. We are aware that a few of you have felt a slight sensation that you might describe as a rise in temperature. However, this was not intended, for light and heat are two different things, and in divine light there is no heat. Just as in divine love there is all warmth. The sun, that is the great star that feeds your race with heat and light, has its attributes, the two great attributes of creation. Heat is love, and light is the material that love takes to transmute into all the vibrations that exist in the universe. Thus, we ask you to meditate upon the light and the ever-warm love of the Creator of us all. I am Talon, and I leave you through this instrument, but not in spirit. For you may call upon my vibration by merely requesting it at any time. We are here to serve you. There is no other reason for our mission. Therefore, feel free to call upon us. Adonai, my friends. I am Talon. I am Hatan. I am with this instrument and I greet you in the love and the light of the Infinite Creator. We of the Confederation of Planets are always happy to greet those who are new to this group, and we greet the one known as P, as well as all of those who have been here so faithfully before, for it is a great privilege to speak to each of you and to share our humble thoughts with you. This evening, we would like to tell you a story. For you see, my friends, in stories there are sometimes the seeds of truths that cannot be spoken straight, but must be approached through what you would call the parable. Once there were two sisters. These two sisters were without husbands, for they had both lost them 
as years went by. Being alone in the world, they sought each other, loved each other, and lived together, taking care of each other and supporting each other in times of distress. As they reached the age of 70, both of them began to feel the failing senses of old age come upon them. One sister reacted by becoming somewhat bitter. She began to feel that she was indeed in a tragic situation and became less and less able to deal with the simple functions of her life and was melancholy indeed, waiting for a death that she did not want and living a life whose days and nights went slowly and sometimes fearfully. The other sister reacted in quite a different manner, for even in the same family, each individual child is a unique entity. The older sister began to think of the shortness of her remaining years. She began to realize for the first time that although she had been of great assistance to her husband and to her children and to her sister, in her adult life, she had narrowed her world until she was no longer of assistance to those beyond her doorstep. And she determined to crusade beyond her doorstep and see what she could see of the world and do what she could do for the world. And so this lady began to take a walk, just a short one around the block. And she opened her ears and she opened her eyes. And within a very few months, she had had conversations with many people, had talked about the Creator with confused children, and found from another one that there was a crying need in hospitals for visitors, had found from yet another friend she had met along her way that in prison, those who sit in darkness have no visitors and quite often are grateful to speak with anyone even a 70-year-old stranger. Taking her courage in her hands, as though it were a precious gift, she did that which she had never done before, for she had been a timid woman. And where she was guided, she went. She sat by hospital beds where people were dying and talked to them. She came to prisons once a week and had friends that she made in that unlikely place. And on she walked, and soon the neighborhood began to know of her, and people came to her. One day, my friends, both women lay dying, for such is the end of the mortal life, and it will certainly happen to you all. And because they had been stricken by the same virus and were dying at the same time, it was possible for them to be in the same room when they went into the hospital for the last time. The older sister had so many clustered about her bed that she could not possibly count them or speak with them all, for she was very ill. She begged them, please go talk to my sister, for she is in great need of friendship and love. And some would go over to the sister's bed introduce themselves, and try to speak words of comfort. But the younger sister was very bitter, and she could not accept the love of strangers. Go back to my sister, she would say. She is the one you came to see. 
In the end, the sisters died. And as the older one died, she reached out to the youngest, and they were able to hold hands. The last words of the older sister were very simple. I love you, sister, she said. The friends still came, though there was an empty bed, and they clustered around the younger sister. And suddenly, for the first time, the younger sister understood that the legacy of love is an endless repetition and echo of that vibration in others. And as she died, her bitterness left her, and she was able to leave this plane in the vibration of love that her sister had finally been able to share with her. We ask you, my friends, to be so seated in your hearts that you can do those things which become before you to do in the name of the Creator and in the voice of love. In this vibration were you all made, and this you share not only with those of your planet, but with all sentient beings throughout the universe, in all galaxies of your universe, and in the many universes that fill the dimensions of the great creation. We are all one, my brothers and sisters. There will come before you things to do. You each have your own talents. They are each different and unique. You cannot be anyone but yourself. Yet, in your own way, you can be one who shows love. There are an infinity of ways to show love. It is your own judgment that will help you to know what your opportunities are, what you can and cannot do. But when you see an opportunity, my friends, turn it not down, but go forward. You will feel in your heart that which is right and only can know the feelings of your heart. We ask only one thing. Instead of becoming bitter as the lessons of life hurt you and pain you, physically, emotionally, and mentally. Remain open to the healing power of love, which is best done, as we have always said to you, my friends, through daily meditation. It does not matter what type of meditation that you use. You may pray, you may read scripture or other holy works and contemplate the truth of what you read. You may sit in silence in passive meditation you may engage in magical rituals, such as your so-called Holy Communion, and by that imagery find peace. But however, my friends, that you can become close to the one original thought that created all of us, to the one creator that is love, that is what you should do daily, for you cannot be a loving person by yourself. Humanity is very limited in its ability to love, for they have not, through the centuries as a planetary consciousness, spent a great deal of time in concentrating upon love, but rather in concentrating upon other things, such as the acquisition of goods, the acquisition of geographical territories, the acquisition of peoples, and the disruption of human life in order to gain these goals. Thus, your planetary consciousness does not have love 
as its strongest suit. To get into contact with the infinite source of love that may be compared to the star body that is your sun, you must meditate and find within yourself that small part of yourself, which is your real self, and which is part of the original thought of love. Once you have found this, you can always deal with situations in such a way as to never betray that within you which is your best. However, my friends, if you fail, do not reproach yourself, but go on and try again, for it is expected of a student of life that he will not be perfect in all of his examinations. Thus, encourage yourselves to seek again and yet again the peace of the presence of love. At this time, I would pause so that my brother Lytos may condition each of you in the room, if you will relax and request his presence. He will make himself known to each of you. I am Hatan. I am again with this instrument. I am Hatan. We are deepening this instrument's contact, for we have a very good contact tonight for which we thank you. At this time, we would open the meeting to questions. If you have a question, please ask it at this time. I am aware of a question in the mind of this instrument, and thus we will answer her question. She was asked previous to this meeting by a friend if there was a relation between our planetary consciousness, which is Hatan, and the deity that was worshipped in Egypt called Aton or Aten. We are not a deity, and Hatan is not our real name due to the fact that we do not have a name. Our planetary consciousness is unique, and we each are unique. And because we dwell in a dimension where these vibrations of thought are visible, we do not need names any more than you'd need names to distinguish between red and yellow and blue. You would know the colors, whether you could speak or not. Thus, we know each other without the need for names, and we can see the harmonies of each other without the need for names. However, upon your planet, you are very fond of names. They seem very important to you. And therefore, we chose a name when we first came to your planet nearly 30 years ago. We chose a vibration which very closely matches the vibration of love, which is the planetary consciousness which we now enjoy. That unity vibrated on your planet by the name Aton. Thus, we adopted that signal for identification for use in speaking with your peoples. We are aware of the vibratory power of names and are aware, as a matter of fact, that some, having been named in vibration that is unlike their true self, go through life having to deal with the disharmony between their name and themselves. It is too bad that children 
cannot choose their own names when they are old enough, shall we say, to vote. For by them, they know themselves with a fair degree of honesty and can choose the vibration with which they wish to go through life. That is the nature of our name. And that is our connection with the Egyptian name Aton. We are not in any way, shape, or form a deity. Nor are we Egyptian. However, we did make use of that vibratory name. Is there another question at this time? Questioner. I don't know exactly how to ask it, but one of the meetings you all came to, it seems like I asked Latwi a question and he had to like switch over so he could consult a computer and found out something. He said Lytos was like the planetary consciousness that dealt with me and inaudible. Why do they deal with certain people? Certain consciousness? I don't know how to explain it. Do you understand what I mean? Hatan. Yes, my sister. We are with this instrument and we do understand your question. The concept of a computer is very useful to us in describing to you the consciousness that is the collective consciousness of the Confederation of Planets in the service of the Infinite Creator. We have nearly 600 planetary envoys to your planet at this time. They are from different dimensions, different times, and different universes, but all come because they have heard the cry of help which is going up into all creation at this time from those upon your planet who greatly desire to know the truth. We cannot communicate to each other in time as you would understand it. We must communicate to each other in the condition which you might call no time. Thus, we have pooled our thoughts into something which you might best understand by calling it the computer. It is actually an organized collection of our thoughts to which we have access telepathically in no time, as opposed to real time. Thus, if another confederation group has been working with a person or a group upon the surface of your planet, or if some entity has asked a question that can be answered by reference to the history or the current status of your planet in some way, we do refer to our collective body of knowledge, which we add to each time that we speak with your peoples. We also have those who observe your planet and whose job it is to feed the current status of your peoples, emotionally and spiritually, into the collective consciousness which you would call a computer. Thus, if we have need of that knowledge, it is there. However, we must pause in our transmission through an instrument, such as this one. For you see, the instruments are living in so-called real time, as a computer person would say, and cannot deal with a no-time transmission. Therefore, we pause, switch gears, shall we say, and then when we have the knowledge that is needed, we again transmit through the channel, such as this one. 
as to various consciousnesses, such as Lytos working with new instruments who are thinking seriously about attempting to learn to channel, Lytos is almost always the one who works with such new channels, due to the fact that this is his service to your peoples. Thus, when a desire comes for the learning of this service, the call goes to Lytos, and the vibration of Lytos responds by attempting, through a conditioning wave, to strengthen the new channel's own spiritual vibration. Lytos's vibration is very easy to pick up, in comparison with some of the entities who have spoken through your group. Talon, for instance, is not at all as strong, or, shall we say, a broadband channel, and a new instrument would find it difficult to pick language from such a contact, although she may see vibrations of light, for Talon is a light vibration, as opposed to a love vibration. However, your need for Lytos as you attempt to learn to channel is simply shared with all new channels, and is not special to you but is simply the procedure by which we of the Confederation normally go about helping those who wish to channel. Occasionally, we will find a person who vibrates in such a way that another planetary consciousness is more appropriate, and in those cases we use another entity. However, for the most part, Lytos is the one to request if you wish to receive conditioning. Does this answer your question, my sister? Questioner. Yes, thank you. Hatan. We thank you, as always. Is there another question at this time? Questioner. I'd like to ask if, in the near future, will there be more people on the Earth that are being more interested in contacting in our other planets in outer space. Hatan. There are, my sister, already so many people interested in the possibility of life elsewhere, and the possibility of contact that this desire has come into your popular culture. Movies have been made about it. Songs have been written. And it is perhaps the most powerful desire among the peoples of your time. We are the messengers of a transformation that is now taking place upon your planet. In the peoples of your planet, many of them have incarnated for the specific purpose of experiencing this transformation. For during this time of changing vibrations, there is an especial intensity of thought and a great polarity of emotions. Thus, those who vibrate in light and love have their work cut out for them, for they must encounter with love both mediocrity, indifference, and that which you call evil, but which upon greater understanding can be called separation. Many, many of your people are sort of, shall we say, on the fence. They know that there is something that they wish to seek, but they do not know what it is. We are here to attempt to tell them what it is, and that, my friends, is love. There will increase among the children that are born at this time, 
the knowledge of that love that will become more and more obvious to those who will observe your young peoples that more and more there is an awareness of the life that is in the universe and of the possibilities that abound within the confines of the physical life. We hope that we can help as many as possible to turn toward the light, to seek love, and to begin to understand their deepest desires. And we are here because there is an increasing of those people, and they will continue to be so. Does this answer your question, my sister? Questioner. Yes, thank you. Hatan. We very much appreciate the ability to share our thoughts at this time. Is there another question? If you are ready at this time, my friends, to close the meeting, we will do so. You, my friends, are in a prison of your own, a prison of your mind. We hope to stimulate your imagination and your emotional commitment to that which is good, true, and beautiful, that you may seek that love which opens the door of your prison. There is never a need to be unhappy or distressed, whatever your condition. And we say to you forthrightly, be at peace with yourself. Love will abide. We leave you in that love, in that light. I am known to you as Hatan, a messenger of love. Adonai, my friends. Adonai, Basu, Boragas. Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the One Infinite Creator.